0: This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by VanWall Equipment. Visit any VanWall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere Compact Utility Tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with Eric Heft as we look ahead to Saturday night's Farmageddon game between Iowa State and Kansas State. The Cyclones have been very good on the road, winning their last three, all by double-digit margins. However, Kansas State is 6-0 at home, and their average score at home is 45-12 Wildcats, so they've been on a real roll. Should be a great game. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Eric Heft. All right, Eric, this week it's Kansas State, and they are playing some great, great football at home. And great football, period.
1: Really good test for the Cyclones this week. Well, very good test. I mean, good on both sides of the ball. And I say both sides of the ball on I mean, the offense, defense. But whenever you talk about Kansas State, you got to think about special teams, too, because they've been great there for, for so long. So it is an outstanding challenge. And, you know, it's one that, you know, once again, Iowa State's at a point right now uh, where— You know, you're bowl eligible already. You've probably exceeded some expectations, so you can just go down there and let it rip. You know, Iowa State won the last time they were there a couple of years ago, and I'm sure that there's some some players who remember that and have some good feeling going into the game, but it'll be a challenge simply because uh, they are maybe as complete a team as there is in the league. Well,
0: and Iowa State's played well on the road. You know, they've won three straight road games within a season for the first time since 1978, and... You know, those have been double-digit wins. They've
1: looked really good doing it. That's a great point. You know, I you, you think about the difficulties of playing on the road. Some teams just don't really see it as a, any difficulty at all. They just are able to go out and do what they do. And, and in Iowa State's case, and some of them may be the schedule and who you play and where you play them, but Iowa State has played maybe its best football on the road. And, you know, and it's going to take another one of those best kind of performances to have a real great opportunity to win down in Manhattan. Well,
0: let's talk about this K-State team. And I'm amazed at the job that Colin Klein has done. They are really, really balanced. 27 rushing touchdowns, 27 passing touchdowns. And they really move the football well, especially at home. They've been you know, beating teams 45 to 12 by average. So they have, uh, they've been a dominant team and their offense
1: has been really good at home. They've been pretty good everywhere. I mean, especially lately. I mean, they, they've they found ways to win games on the road, but boy at home, they've just been unbelievable. But you're right. We've talked about this a lot, John, having the balance of run and pass. I mean, it's, it can really make you so difficult to stop. And DJ Giddens is a, a terrific back. Treshawn Ward, a transfer, another really good back. Both those guys, I mean, between the, the two of those guys, I mean, you know, they've got over 1500 yards on the season. And and Will Howard, I mean, it's amazing that as a senior, we've only played against him one time, and he's played all four years, uh, and that was three years ago when he wasn't quite ready to play yet, frankly, as a true freshman. But, you know, he's got 23 touchdown passes. Avery Johnson has three. So 27, as you mentioned, 27 uh, passing and 27 rushing. And part of what makes it happen is an offensive line. That is an uber experience. Cooper Beebe is one of the best offensive linemen in the league, but he's just, I mean, they've got over 160 starts among the starters. They've got three guys who took advantage of their COVID year in that offensive line. So they've done a good job protecting, but they've also run it extremely well. And I think Kansas does a great job in play calling. I think you mentioned Colin Klein. I think it's another team you're going to be facing here that does a terrific job of keeping you off balance.
0: So where do you start defensively? I mean, what's the thing that you try to do against their their
1: offense? Well, I mean, it's always. I mean, John Haycock will say the same thing. you got to stop the run. You've got to get them in third and long situations. I mean, they have, well, they have some playmakers. We saw it in the Texas game. You know, when you get them in third and long, the conversion opportunity or percentage is going to be much lower, and you have chances to make plays. You have chances to get turnovers. But DJ Giddens and Trashawn Ward, and even Howard as a runner, I mean, those guys can all move the change or get ahead of the chains. So I think you start with stopping the run and then take your chances after that. Iowa State still, even I don't know what the injury situation is in the back end of Iowa State's defense, but. Regardless, it's still a real strength of this football team and one that gives Iowa State a chance uh, to make a lot of really big plays, but primarily if, if you've gotten them behind the chains.
0: Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State athletics on the field. You look at Iowa State's inability to run last week, and obviously that had everything to do with Texas's front line. But uh, Kansas State defensively, they switched to that three-man front a couple of years right. ago, and they've been really good ever since switching to that. They were they were good before it, but they've really taken it up a notch with that three-man front. So their defense is playing very well. They're hard to run the ball against. Uh, but I think Iowa State has to get some kind of a ground game going to have a chance in this one.
1: Without question. I mean, it's something part of what Iowa State wants their identity to be. And we got some good running backs. We were just maybe a little overmatched. Saturday, or probably definitely a little overmatched at times. You know, you talk about a a guy who had one tackle in a game and and made an impact. That was Tavandre Sweat. He ends up with one one tackle. I guess he did deflect the pass and and maybe block an extra point. Other than that, but once again, you look at, at what Kansas State – I mean, they play they play a similar offense – or defense, rather, to Iowa State. One of the things our guys, our offensive line, everybody kind of has a great feeling for how to block that. Now, they have a good – I mean, I'm sure they've got a great sense of, of how to get – get done what they want to get done too but but I, I just think our offensive line has played its best against the teams that play that three-man front and hopefully uh, they can create some opportunities you know it was a big play to start the game two years ago down there a 75 yard run by Brees hall set the to tone in the game iowa state one down in manhattan and you know i'm not saying that's going to happen but we need to have some big plays in the run game
0: And then the other part of the equation, I think offensively is just, and and so much easier said than done, but take care of the football because uh, Mm -hmm. Iowa state's had five games this year where they have not turned the ball over and they've won all five. And, you know, I think Rocco has been really, really good in the area of knowing when to throw it away, knowing when to put it where only his guy can get it, but he's not perfect. Right. I mean, he's a human, human being. And, and, you know, to ask for perfection, I think is asking a lot, but but he has to be really good. Let's just put it that way. He has to be on his A game. A little run game would certainly help. But if if Rocco's making good decisions, then I think you got a real chance.
1: Oh, absolutely. By the same token, I really think that Rocco is going to make good decisions. You know, I think if Iowa State can continue uh, to protect him as well as they have, granted, he was under duress a lot the other night, maybe more than, than in most games. But once again, credit to Texas for that. But if Iowa State can give him, uh, keep Khalid Duke and some of those other guys for K State off him, I think he's going to make a lot of great decisions. And he's one of the things the playmakers are emerging for Iowa State, you know, at, at those receiver positions. You know, he, obviously, uh, Jalen Knoll's been great, but Jaden Higgins is continues to take steps forward. Ben Bramer, what a great game he had the other night against. terrific defense, you know, and got to mention Easton Dean too. I mean, that was a 66 yard touchdown reception for the tight end, but there are so many weapons there. And I just think the calmness that with which Rocco has played, even under some duress has been nothing short of remarkable given his lack of experience. So I have a really good feeling about him. I know he really has great confidence in those players around him. And I'm sure he thinks They're going to find ways to score. I think as much as anything else in this game, to me, Rocco's confidence and his ability and his playmakers around him are what's going to give Iowa State a real opportunity to win this game. I know we've said it a
0: lot, but I continue to be blown away by his poise. And, you know, we hear Matt Campbell say a lot about this team in general. They never flinch, but I think he's kind of in the back of his mind talking about Rocco backs a little bit in those moments, too, because, I mean, how easy would it be to flinch you know, uh, given given the circumstances, given the places that he's had to go and the teams he's had to face. And this guy has just stood in there with confidence and moxie and, you know, continued to compete. And that's all you can ask. I mean, I, I just love the competitor that he is. And there, when we, when we talk a little bit about the Brock Purdy comparisons, which are maybe unfair, but that's one thing that Brock was too, was, man, that guy was the ultimate competitor. And I feel like Rocco's got a
1: little bit of that in him too. And taking a step further too, i I think the other thing too is how much belief this team has in Rocco. I mean, I, they're all in on, on Rocco when he's out there. I mean, they have great confidence, but you know you, you talk about not flinching. I mean, you just go back virtually after every interception he's had, okay, it, that can be a, a real hang your head kind of moment uh, and. He's come back and played some outstanding football after that, All right, so that that epitomizes the, the never flinch attitude and, and ability. It's not an easy thing to do to come back after a, a disappointment. It's even you know, I mean, the pick sixes he's thrown. He's come back and and, and played an extremely good football after that.
0: Are you tired of settling for ordinary when it comes to your company's apparel? Well, say goodbye to basic and hello to a new standard of style known as authentic brand. It's not just a label, it's a lifestyle from sleek office essentials to laid back everyday wear. Authentic brand is the label for you. I think another big thing for Iowa State in this game is try to try to create some space for Jalen Knoll. I guess that's a big deal for Iowa State in every game, but when you're thinking about how tough it is maybe to move the ball against this Kansas State team, that's a guy with the amount of wiggle in his game to turn a little seven-yard hitch into a, a 30 or 40-yard gain, and I think Iowa State needs a couple of those. So I We'd love to see uh, Nate Shieldlaus and his creative mind find some ways to get Jalen a little bit of space this week.
1: I think, yes, that's always going to be a part of the game plan as long as Jalen's around because he is he's a playmaker. And he's he's really turned into a much greater playmaker, a much more consistent playmaker this year. You would hope would happen as you're into your third year in the program. But he he's been outstanding You know, but the other guy, too, is Bramer. That little tunnel middle screen, whatever you want to call it, that they've used a couple times uh, has been very effective. But one of the things about Bramer is, you know, you can line him up wide. You can put him in the slot, line him up tight end. I mean, his size, that is one of the ways you can create a matchup against who you want to have covering him by where you put him. And the same thing with Jalen, whether he's on the outside or in the slot. Sometimes you can dictate a little bit you know, what the coverage is going to be and who he's going to have to beat. So I really think Nate's done a a terrific job of scheming and coming up with ways to see the offense grow from week to week. Yeah, that's a great point because Bramer,
0: really it is. It's Bramer and Noel probably more than any two that have emerged as the third down options and and the best third down go-to guys for Iowa State's offense. On football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Eric, let's wrap this up by taking a look at the Big 12 because as we enter this final week, it is just a wide-open race to the finish line. And, you know, we kind of thought we might see a little bit of that this year. One thing that really excites me about the way the league has turned out this year is that I think a lot of people, the national pundits, just said Texas and Oklahoma are so much better than everybody else, and those are going to be the two teams in the Big 12 championship game, and maybe they will be, but it wasn't without a race, okay? And there have been a lot of teams in the mix, including Iowa State, and I think the Big 12 going forward projects as a really good league, especially when you look at the way Arizona's playing. You know, obviously, Colorado has something going on there with Deion Sanders. We're bringing in Utah, which is, you know, their quarterback announced he's coming back. So, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and this before is this game.
1: year, they they won the last three Pac-12 championships.
0: <laughs> right, right. So this <laughs> is good. This is going to be a really good league going forward, just as it has been in the it, past.
1: It is, you know, and I think uh, you're right. The Big Twelve. I think they said yesterday there are 128 possibilities that could affect. Who plays in a championship game? And this is going to the final week of the, of the season. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, not one team has clinched <laughs> yet, you know, w- with one game left. So that just tells you how competitive the league is. And yeah, I, and you're right, going forward, every team in the league, and part of it's because the shadow of Oklahoma and Texas, even though they haven't been in, either one been in a championship game for the, for the last couple of years, that's gone. And... I think every team come April, May, June, all the way to the start of the football season is going to say, hey, why, why, why can't we win the league this year? And, and, and you know what? They're going to be right for the most part, because I think it's going to be wide open and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just know Iowa State's going to be taking a team into that that will still be pretty young, but it's also going to be really experienced and they can be one of those teams right near the top.
0: It's amazing, isn't it, just how quickly things can change in this league? I mean, look at Iowa State's a great example. One and eight last year, a uh, chance to go six and three in Big 12 play this year. Okay, but look at, you know, West Virginia's playing Baylor this week. And and it, going into the season, everybody would have told you Dave Aranda's job is perfectly safe, but Neil Brown's on the hot seat. Now it's probably the opposite, right? I mean, right yeah. it's, it's just how quickly oh, yeah. things
1: can change in this league. PCU played for the national championship last year, you know, and they and they don't have a winning record this year. So, I mean, it's just incredible. But you know, that's the nature. And I and I think once again for the programs who who rebuild rather than reload, if you if to use that to use those terms, they're gonna be cycles. You're kind of gonna build up and you're gonna be, you know, near the top, and then you're gonna have a little drop-off, maybe like Iowa State had last year, and then build back up because it's hard to sustain it year after year after year, unless you're recruiting nothing but a steady diet of four and five stars.
0: And we'll wrap it up with this given the circumstances that you just said and yes even Iowa State everybody's vulnerable to it but one thing Iowa State has done is uh, retain players and not rely heavily on the transfer portal so maybe their situation isn't as volatile over the long haul and you know Matt Campbell's going to coach his 100th game at Iowa State this Saturday at down at Kansas State and man we've been fortunate to have a guy who has done so many great things but I'd say right at the top is man he has gotten to the point where Iowa State is competitive in every single game, where you go into every game feeling like you really have a chance if you execute. And, you know, even this daunting task on Saturday going into Kansas State, you feel like you have a shot because you have Matt Campbell.
1: Absolutely. Of course you have a shot. I mean, the stability he has brought to, to our program is is outstanding but you know one of the things and we'll see i hope it continues but you're right player retention iowa state has had fewer losses to the portal i'd say just about anybody in the country and part of that is because you've created a culture in which players want to play and players want to stay and that's man iowa state cannot go out and reload with great ready-to-go players every year. You're a developmental program. Our coaches have done a great job of developing those players, recruiting the kind of players that know they need to be developed, and then retaining them. And if that continues, I think Iowa State's going to be right in the mix for the next several years. Well, it's
0: going to be fun. We'll go close it out in Manhattan on Saturday and then off to a bowl game. So – we'll see you down in Manhattan.
1: Can't wait to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Today's Sidecast
0: was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.